0: I knew we had to do that, but and I kept going, God, why are you giving me this message? And I'm going to probably teach it really next week, but I'm going to unpack a little bit today. Because I want you to see why we do what we do and how this fits into the, the eternal purposes of God. I'm going to have um, them put Ezekiel 43 up. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 12 and then I'm going to go back and make just a few comments. But I want you to see this is God's word to the church, to the house of the Lord that was given after his glory had departed and his glory is returning. Now, in these United States of America, we have been, as the church, with the glory departed. Would you agree with that? It's We've had form and structure. We've had all of this stuff. It's just been, I heard it said, maybe 30 years ago, most churches would not know if Holy Spirit didn't show up. Because everything would just keep going because it was so programmed. This is where, and even worse, where the the temple in Jerusalem had gotten to. And if you go back, and we'll look at this more next week, Ezekiel 8, 9, and 10, you will see where God revealed to Ezekiel what was going on, and he watched the glory depart. But here in Ezekiel 43... It says, then, then he, then God led me to the gate, the gate facing toward the east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was coming from what, the way of the east. Can you imagine what he felt like after seeing the glory depart? What he felt like when he saw the glory returning? And his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. And it was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when he came to destroy the city. And the visions were like the visions which I saw by the river Chabar, and I fell on my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the house, say the house. Let me say this. The house is the dwelling place of God. The house in New Testament is ecclesia. The house is us. The glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate facing the east. And the spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court. And behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house. Then I heard one speaking to me from the house while a man was standing beside me. And he said to me, son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet. Where I will dwell among the sons of Israel forever and the house of Israel will not again defile my holy name. Neither they nor their kings by their harlotry and by the corpses of their kings when they die. By setting their threshold by my threshold and their doorpost beside my doorpost. With only the wall between me and them. And they have defiled my holy name by their abominations which they have committed. So I have consumed them in my anger. Now let them put away their harlotry and the corpses of their kings far from me. And I will dwell among them forever. As for you, son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities and let them measure the plan. If if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the house, its structures, its exits, its entrances, all its designs, all its statutes and all its laws. And write it in their sight so that they may observe its whole design. Its whole design. And all its statues and do them. Verse 12 is very important. This is the law of the house. The entire area on the top of the mountain. All around shall be most Holy, this is the law of the house. In the message, that verse reads, this is the law of the temple. As it radiates from the top of the mountain,
1: everything
0: around it becomes holy ground. Yes, this is the law, meaning, the meaning of the temple. The whole top of the mountain where the house of the Lord is, is holy. What does it mean to be holy? To be holy is to be set apart unto. It's not just a holiness as in we're acting right, it's we have been completely set apart unto the Lord. It's not about our agendas. It's not about what we like. It's not about man's ways, leading, guiding, directing. It's about this house is consecrated wholly, completely to the Lord. See, religion has had us in a place where we've been separated from, but not separated unto. It was 14, almost 14 years ago when I was studying the difference between Nazir and Kadosh. I was in a meeting with Dutch Sheets in Florida and I was in a really hard time of life. And he walked over to me and he said, I want you to receive the offering tonight. And I'm thinking, I am a mess <laughs> and you want me to receive the offering I said Lord what do I do he said you've been studying the difference between Nazir being separated from and kadosh being separated unto he said I want you to receive an offering of kadosh and break off the counterfeit of Nazir Now, Nazir is a real thing. But when you put the Nazir first, you become legalistic, religious. Do's, don'ts, shoulds, shouldn'ts. I mean, you may not cut your hair. You may not drink wine. You may not eat this. You may not do that. You may not go to this. You may not play. I mean, I grew up with we don't smoke, we don't dance, and we don't play cards, and we don't go with those who do. That's Nazir. The problem was, if you got in with a bunch of people, guess what they did? All of the Nazir things they said they weren't doing. But when you move to this place of Kadosh, all of the don'ts have no pull. And you have liberty To follow Holy Spirit and do what Holy Spirit says. And so it's no longer rules and regulations and check boxes. It's a heart of being completely given, consecrated, kadoshed to the Lord. When you're kadoshed to the Lord, his glory begins to fill the house. He doesn't fill the house of the Nazir. He fills the house of the Kadosh. Let me give you an example. Samson. Was a Nazirite. Dedicated. From his birth. Trained. To not do. But when temptation came. He didn't have the consecration of his soul to the Lord. To resist. The temptation. The weakness of his soul. And so he went from being one who was. Dedicated. To not do things, but he missed the dedication to be solely and completely to the Lord. Samson the Nazarite got ensnared with Delilah, and the one who had great strength, was called as one to deliver the nation of Israel from the hand of the enemy, found himself in a compromised place, lured by the lust of the flesh, laid his head in the lap of Delilah and lost his power. had his eyes plucked out, lost his sight, lost his strength. Can I propose to us that the church has had our head in the lap of Delilah? Because Delilah offered us things of cultural acceptance, of things that satisfy our flesh, things that cause us to think we're something we're not, having a form and a s- without substance See, in this place of in the lap of Delilah, Samson lost his power. See, we, we have been in a place of the church in this nation for so many years, decades of cultural acceptability. Where we don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers because we want their, we want what they give us. Come on. Now, Samson fell in sexual issues. I'm not talking about that. What is it that the church has wanted that Delilah, which is just the same queen of heaven spirit that Jezebel is, by the way? What is it that we got so lured into this place of captivity? That we lost our ability to see, we lost our ability to hear, and we lost our strength. We lost our power, we lost our authority. And for most of the church, if I can be so brazen, they don't even care, and they don't even know. They don't know, and they don't care because they've got all their programs and everything looks great and their worship team is perfection and their lights and their sound and their everything is, you could take it on the road anywhere. And I I don't mean that to sound critical, but maybe I do. (laughs) I mean, I love excellence. And here's what grieves me, is they've got the excellence. When we should be setting the standard, not based on the world, but based on the kingdom. So after Samson had lost all of his power, and he's standing between two pillars of the enemy's temple, Does this look like where we are? Releases a cry to the Lord. And God restores his strength. And his victory at the end was greater than all his previous victories. Now see, I don't believe that be that as a result of the New Testament of the finished work of the cross, I don't believe we have to stand between the pillars of the enemy's temple and die in our victory, okay, but we do have to die to self. we have to die to our man-made, man-attracted things that got us into Delilah's lap in the beginning. We've got to shake out of it. We've got to shake it off. We've got to repent for having our hair cut off in the Spirit. Having our glory cut off. We've had our glory cut off. And we didn't even know it. That's what's so sad to me. See, the church had become and has become, in many facets, everything except what is revealed in Ezekiel 43. Ezekiel 43, trying to get to the right verse, it says in verse 7 that this place, the house of the Lord, is the place of his throne. What does the throne of God represent? His kingship, his rulership. I don't know about you, but the only way I grew about grew up knowing about the throne of God and the king of, of kings was singing the Messiah in December. Not quite that bad, but pretty close. And it was that he was king in heaven. There was no application to king in earth. None. But the word of God says that his throne is in his house. Which means his rulership is in the house. But then he doesn't stop there. The place of his throne is in the house. But listen to this. The place of the soles of my feet. Now let your your memory banks go with me for a minute. Romans. And I will soon crush Satan under your feet. feet, And and then another place. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. Well, are we his body? Then if it's his feet, it's our feet. So his feet are in the house. What about Psalm 2 until all of my enemies become my footstool in the house? Are y'all following this? See, this is the picture of Ecclesia. This isn't a picture of just gathering together and enjoying each other. And I'm just going to tell you, I love you guys. I enjoy you, but I don't come together just for that. I can have you to my house and have my husband cook as a great steak dinner if we just want to have fellowship. When we come together here, we come to assemble as the house in order for the throne to be upon the praises of his people and the feet to be upon the footstool of our enemies. God's restoring what he intended. See, when you don't understand this, when we don't get that this is the place of his habitation, this is the place of not just him coming and sitting among us and You know, enjoying us, and he does. But we have been so over into the enjoyment side that we forgot he's king. And we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ, seated in heavenly places, in heavenly places and on the earth, bringing his kingdom to rule. See, when we don't get this and we just got the Nazar, we end up like Ezekiel faced with a temple that has all kinds of abominations going on on the inside. You end up with a house that we consistently read stories about pastors and youth pastors and youth workers and children's workers and ministers of music and dot, dot, dot. Participating in abominations in the house, defiling their children, having affairs with their parishioners See, when you don't know Kadosh, then you can put your threshold up against God's threshold. You can put up a false wall. You can put up another doorpost. You can put up another entrance and say, This is the way you come in. And you never get into his house. You never get in because there's this counterfeit structure. That from the outside looks like you're entering into the house of the Lord. But there's a wall there. And you can't get into his presence. You can't get into the place where the glory dwells. In fact, the leaders have gone in there and put up idols. They've got rules and regulations that are not in the book. They've got expectations. They've got manipulations and dominations. Why does the church not have the power to shift this nation? Because we've been Nazared, not Kadosh. We've allowed defilement in the house of the Lord. And we have looked the other way and gone, Well, I guess we're just too radical for the rest of them. No, we're actually doing what God said do. And I know somebody's going to take issue with that. And right honestly, at this moment, I don't care. Because my heart breaks because of that. How many? How many are held captive? By a Nazarite vow of being separated. Or may I say it this way? Who have heard the gospel of salvation and said, I believe Jesus is the son of God, but never given themselves to be consecrated and born again. I'm letting this stuff sink in. Because I will tell you, my deepest concern is for the church at large, is that many know about him, but don't know him. Have never gone through the being born again of the spirit, not of the mind. God wants a house where his throne and his feet reside. His rulership and his feet speak of his dominion. Now, there's all kinds of people out there talking about we're not supposed to talk about dominion. That's what the Word of God says. And see, where we get in trouble with this word dominion is people think we're talking about dominion by the arm of the flesh. When you're over here in the spirit and ruling in the house of God by the throne with his feet upon the neck of his enemies, you're not ruling by the arm of the flesh, you're ruling by the spirit. And one small word will fell the enemy. And then we receive The word of the Lord that we decree. And then the strategy and the instruction of the Lord to go out and obey. This is all about harvest, folks. Every bit of it is about harvest. See, I think the world gets this better than we do. Less than 4% of culture has produced an agenda in our nation that has the LGBTQ dot, 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 dot dot agenda accepted across the board. Walk down the galley on your way to a flight on Delta. I'll call you out, Delta. Delta. And on this side, you've got two guys leaned up against each other looking all lovey. And I want to go, I want to pull that thing down. <laughs> Just makes me so mad every time I see it. Why? Because it's an agenda. And they have infiltrated every part of society. It's less than 4% of our population, probably closer to two. But we're seeing an increase because of suggestion that's projecting acceptability. And where is the kadoshed church that will legislate in the spirit and love them out of bondage and into freedom? See, I am not a hater on this thing. It breaks my heart because I know it's bondage. I know that somewhere along their journey there is something that so wounded and broke them. And they've probably many been in the church and yet they were looking for the real. And they encountered the rules, regulations and Do what I do, do what I say do, not what I do. Believe what I tell you to believe, don't think. All about this rather than come and encounter Jesus. I can tell you I've been in church forever. Seven days old, I've been in ever since and I'm 66 and a half years old. So I've been in church a long time. But I know there was a moment where I hit a place where I encountered him. And when I encountered him, everything began to change. I'm very grateful for those early years because the word of God got in me. But when I encountered Christ, the living son of God, and he said, come, go with me, everything I had learned all those years, all of a sudden became life. It was no longer the bondage of regulations, it was life, it was love. Transformation began to change. So I'm grateful I'm really grateful for the moment of encounter because the king came and sat on the throne in my heart. His throne was established in this house. His feet began to walk through my life and trample on darkness bringing the enemy under his feet, my feet. You see, what he does for us individually, he wants to do for us corporately, collectively, not just city gate, but the remnant in this nation. What we did here today was an expression of the throne in the house and the feet in the house. When that happens, whether it's here or in your home, on your job with two or three others, and you're praying and you are assembled and you're operating, when the throne comes, the feet come, your mouth releases the decrees, All of a sudden, that whole area surrounding where you are in that moment as the house becomes holy. Come on. Let that sink in. See, we're looking for. I don't know what exactly we're looking for. Because it's like we're wanting this thing to happen. that's going to make everything okay. God's saying, No, I'm looking for my people to embrace what I've said about who you are and act like it. Knowing that where you are, I am in your midst. And where I am, as you yield to me, that's not just a pithy little phrase. We've used it as a pithy little phrase. Come on, I know I'm stepping on toes. (laughs) I've been in glory for the last several days between D.C. and being at Oasis. Y'all just, you know. But see, we've used phrases like, and lo, he will be with you always. It's truth, but we've used it like a pithy little phrase. We've not really understood that when he says, I am with you and where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, there I am in your midst. Pray, ask whatever you will, and what? It will be done. When you hear in the middle of the night, say what you hear. Say what you hear. Holy Spirit wakes you up and says something. Say what you hear. God gave it to you. Come on, he gave it to you. Then if God, if you feel it and it's something, because, and I'm going to say this is most of the time, when God gives you something in the middle of the night, especially for a region, a territory, a nation, release it, bring it to the ecclesia so that together we can release it. Because the power of our collective agreement carries greater force. One can put a thousand to flight, two ten thousand, three hundred thousand. Let's keep going. What if all of us decreed the same thing? The throne and the feet, the rulership and the dominion. It causes it all to be holy. This is what I believe God's after. And what's interesting, I'll say this one last thing and close. God said if they are sorrowful, remorseful, there's several different words that are used over what you tell them about my house, then tell them how to all the dimensions and the details. I've really been pondering that. We need to really see what the house has become. In contrast to seeing what it is God intended it to be. I'm grieved over what it has become. I'm grieved over the form and the structure without substance and life. I'm grieved over people who have a form of godliness but deny the power. But I'm hopeful. Because God by his mercy and grace is causing our eyes to see what we've not seen before. Because we have been captured in the temple, the house that had been defiled. But God's bringing a remnant out so that we can see. And he's brought us out by repentance. I mean, if I were to ask y'all how much time have you spent in repentance? (laughs) There's probably not enough hours for us to compile it all. And the deal is, it's going to continue, and it will always continue. You don't ever outgrow repentance. But as we walk in this place of repentance, and God, I'm, I, I see where we've been. I see where I've been. I see where my house was. That's where you've got to start is, where has your house been? Has it been a place of the throne and the feet? Is it a place where God delights to come and dwell and habitate with you? Not visit. Habitate. If not, repent. And say, God, I see it. I'm so sorry, but show me. I'm turning. I'm walking in a new way. I'm not going to stay back there anymore. So we've got to do that personally, but we've got to to really ask the Lord, what is it? And I'll say this for Citygate: What is it, God, that we're, we're still not there? We're moving. But what is it you're putting your finger on so that your throne can occupy this place? And your feet can do what you want to do in putting your enemies under your footsteps under your feet how can we better partner with you see God's moving us from simply serving him to co-laboring and there's a difference there's a big difference we've spent most of our lives serving but he's saying I'm inviting you to co-labor that's throne room feet in the house so father I pray for us pray for myself and for all of us that are here and those watching online Lord that you would reveal to us the limitations the restrictions even the defilements Of where we've had our head in the lap of Delilah. In the lap of a religious system and structure. That was filled with idolatry and harlotry. Not just in the physical natural side, but God in the heart. In the place of. Our devotion, our consecration more interested in fitting in with the world than being who you created us to be. Deliver us, God, out of the lap of Delilah and of being consecrated from things and move us into the place of consecration wholly, completely unto you. That we delight to do your will. That we have food to eat that is from your hand. That those of the world will have no idea. Lord, I am asking that even as we enter into this new year, that any place that we have built a threshold up against the threshold that is yours, That it would be torn down. Where we've put up doorposts that are our making, our way of doing things, our our restrictions, God. That they would be torn down. And God, that wall that we've erected that keeps people and keeps us out of your presence. God, that it would be completely annihilated. That the gate of heaven, the gate of the Lord would be fully open. And we would enter in and that the angels would ascend and descend. Hearing the decrees of the Ecclesia that is aligned with the throne of God. Standing with the feet of God in the place of rulership and dominion. To see your kingdom come on earth. To push back darkness. To defeat the enemy. To bring captives out. To heal the brokenhearted, To bring redemption to the lost. True redemption by the Spirit of God. That deliverance would be our portion day in and day out. And that we would see your kingdom advancing on earth, in these United States, in Israel, and in the nations of the world, so that your glory will be seen and your name renowned throughout all of the earth, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I know this was a heavy message. I didn't know how it was gonna come out. But our prayers launched us into something. We have one fun thing to do before we leave tonight, today. We have a fun thing. Trey Milner has a new son. Can we pull that slide up? It's, there we go. Everett Alexander Milner was born on the 4th at 10, 11 a.m. And I can't read my, I can't see from here. Seven pounds, six ounces, 20 and a half inches long. Mama and baby are doing well. I couldn't believe when Trey walked in here today. I didn't think he would, but faithful man of God. Uh, Trey, come on up. We are so excited about little Everett, and we want to, uh, I know you are, we want to honor you and Cassie and Jet and Ivy and little Everett, and there's probably more coming, but um, we just want, we love you guys. And when I get through with whatever this scratchy thing in my throat is, I'm coming to see you. I think it's just allergies and tired, but um, we don't want to take any chances with a baby. Um, We will be here Tuesday night. Um, So plan to be here for Advancing Faith. I'll continue on our alignment. And I was so encouraged because I think it was Dutch yesterday said our alignments are for our assignments. You heard a lot of our assignment in this message today, and even how the whole service went. So, um, we don't have, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, we have Isaac Petrie. Don't miss that. Isaac is carrying a message on Take Back Your Authority that is absolutely vital. If we're going to step in to the place where the house is the habitation of his throne and his feet. We have to know the authority that God's given us. So plan on that. Help get the word out. I'm not doing registrations. I'm just believing we'll have plenty of room. So just tell people come. And then the following week. And man, I wrestled over doing two weekends in a row. And God says, there's a reason you need the people gathered will be Tim Sheets. So when we have Isaac bringing us into a greater understanding of our authority and you have Tim coming in to release the prophetic mandates of the Lord to decree in authority, we'll see angels moving in a new way. We'll see victory coming forth. And then we have the next weekend, just so y'all be praying for me, I go to Texas to do a conference On um, sons in the kingdom, because you know we're all sons of God, right? And so um, I will be co ministering with Clay Nash. So just pray that first weekend of November. Come back home. And then on Wednesday, we will be doing an, ev- an event downtown, partnering with Peregrini International and Pray Georgia on the return of the Chiefs. Everyone is welcome to come. It's from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Bring your own lawn chair, or you'll be standing. Okay, Uh, we've got, I think, five chiefs coming from Oklahoma, some from Georgia. State legislators, legislators will be with us. Um, It's going to be a real pivotal moment of turning the curse of our past around. When you honor the first peoples, God honors you. And so this will break. A curse off our land so I encourage you be a part of that and then that weekend we'll be uh, doing a day of worship up in Kingston Georgia that was Cherokee land just FYI um, it's also the territory of the state where both Sandra and I are from, are from originally uh, we'll be on a farm in an open uh, pavilion it's gonna be really fun pray for good weather um, We'll be able to go anyway. And then on Sunday, Kevin and Rose Sandbrook will be with us that day. And yes, ma'am. Oh, I skipped one. October 29th. Did I put that one back there? Um, right after we've got tem Sheets here on Sunday, we are having a book signing celebration. Bradley White and his book Restoration of the Tabernacle of David um, I'm not sure they got my slide I just sent it at the very last minute so we're excited it'll be we're gonna have it catered so uh, you won't have to do anything y'all just show up we'll share fellowship down the hall and Bradley will have his books he'll sign them I'm telling you for this house this book is a must read It's a must read. So stand with me. I think that's all I have to do. If I miss something, you catch it later. (laughs) I'm tired. I need a nap. (laughs) Oh, Father, thank you so much. Thank you that you laid out a pattern for your house. And that in your house, you draw your family. And you turn your family into a governing force and an army. That together as we love one another, as we serve together, you bring forth your glory. So Lord, I'm asking that you would establish your house among us and establish us in your house. Bless your people as they go home. Grant them great rest and refreshing and pour out wisdom and revelation in their coming and their going that they may walk in the fullness of who you created them to be for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I bless you all. We'll see you Tuesday.